Welcome aboard our vessel. I'll be your captain. Join me and my trusty ally, the cook, as we set sail through our relationship with music, film, literature, and everything in between, as well as our ongoing exploration into mental health and well-being. Anchors up! Shamai Bead. Hello, world. <laughs> I've never intro like that before. Do you like it? So, do tea. You can answer. Don't go mute. <laughs> you, you almost look panicked then. <laughs> I'll do it on my own. You would, you, would, you would have just carried on. Yeah, on I would your have. Own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Diane Dioch. Um, you can ask me? No. Where do you blino? Just got to like, say it. Do. <laughs> Bit of German. Bit of, bit of German. Yeah. Just say anything sounding harsh and it's probably German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love... Um, Isn't butterflies like Untermenkenschlanken? Yeah, it's... Oh, science is... Naturwissenschaften! What did you say in there? Right. Okay. We've got to keep on track. Yeah, yeah we got to behave now. Right. right. First of all... How are you, man? Uh, yeah, good. Good. Um, normal, busy, tired, all that sort of stuff. But... It's raining. Yes, it is. But we've had some sun. I've been out. Like we've been doing a lot. We have. Yeah, it's been nice. I've been busy, but I'm rested. Yeah. If that's that yeah. the best way to do it. Um. Yeah. How about you? Good. Yeah. Probably the same. Got a week off com- uh, coming up now. So this pod mm-hmm. will come out, and I'm taking a nice uh, break with my family. It's Nora's fourth birthday. Lovely. So you know, happy birthday to Nora. Happy birthday to Sarah's mother, Margaret. It's her birthday as well this week on the Saturday. Um, lots of birthdays it was my uh, mum and yeah. dad's anniversary recently so happy anniversary to them yeah, I got Priest's birthday soon Priest, coming up happy um, birthday. my grandfather's birthday yeah so that, there's quite a lot yeah. it's busy season yeah, it is, you it know. Um, but you know yeah same as you and I think look we'll, we'll touch on what we're going to talk about in the pod again today from our last full pod before the yep. coffee break we did Northern Ireland we staying with someone from that part of the world mm-hmm. who was in the news mm-hmm. recently tragically which we'll, 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 we'll talk about but I think it's going to be a good one yeah because this person quite a lot to talk has about. touched yeah. us hasn't yeah in, the, in, the, in recent weeks i think it's gonna um it might go almost all the way back to like some of our first ones yes a bit more theory you know those sort of things coming in Defo. and stuff but challenges yes so i introduced you to ethnography you potentially did. something which i think we may continue with i think so um so it's just find the location sit down and just write a few things really i think i went with the senses wasn't it it was something the senses those lines. just how do you find it you know yeah well i put a lot of stuff into poetry don't i okay um yeah. so um let me just get what i wrote okay I'm in Reddin, but see Welsh. I hear stories of a Welsh mother, envy at our landscape, and six Welsh men walking, commanding things. I smell the lemons ready for the gins that aren't getting drunk here. I taste good Guinness. It's a rarity. I feel all right. I'm in Reddin. I see walkers. I hear German. I smell ale, not the kind I like. Taste Guinness again. Hasn't changed, I think. I've heard seven Welsh voices, one English, two German, and a few I can't identify. Probably English, because I'm in Reading. And that nice. was it. Yeah. And that was a snapshot of that mm. night. Yeah. Because the girl behind the bar was talking about her mother was Welsh. Mm-hmm. Six Welsh blokes did walk in, who were obviously yeah. up for work. There was some Germans in there who looked like walkers. They had yeah. the dogs with them as well. And it was probably only a couple of English in there. Yeah. Which so is how, quite how funny. Did you, how did you find sort of that process of just stopping and looking? Like, how... I, d- I don't know. I've yeah, been to I've been yeah. to like the hotel first. Yeah. 
and then I went out to get some food and then I stopped at, it's, it's always enticed me an old pub yeah yeah um, and I went in and they did do a really good Guinness mm. which is a, like I said it is a yeah. rarity over over here um, and I just felt like doing it yeah it's, it's interesting sort of doing it but taking yourself out of the contact you know, yeah. out of it and you, you've basically just done the challenge I was going to set you this week as well which was turn it into a piece of prose there you go but that's fine we'll find something I else I think it's something yeah. different for yeah. you to do so good luck yeah um, yeah. yeah and then you the challenged you, me as the triple M's. M wasn't it yeah yeah Mindful, mindful movement magnanimity. Magnanimity, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't, yeah. Naturally, I've been doing a lot of movement, <laughs> yeah, being yeah. mindful and those things. But two, two moments stand out for me. It's actually I was walking my sister's dogs both times. Yeah. Um, Teg and Tank, two labs. Yeah. Lovely, you know, hyperactive. Wow. Teg's old. Tank's hyperactive. Yep. He's young. He's great. Um, walking them up around Abacar and in the woods, and they were just twice interesting. The same spot. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them just stopped, and I stopped, and we just stood. Yeah, yeah. And it was just for me, like, the, just feeling thankful for everything. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Again, it was just a time where I needed that. Yeah, you know, yeah. And I sure. needed to be mindful. You know, I had like my headphones in, but I had classical music on as well. Nice. You know, just having that. But the headphones I, I like are the ones which, um, so they're vibration ones, so it means I can still hear all the nature. Yeah. So I had classical music, nature, and all just movement. And yeah, and I've walked them a couple more times. I think I just, sometimes just need to do that definitely you know and just go out, go out without a purpose yeah essentially you know and yeah so thank you for that it was definitely no. a time where i needed it you know i've mentioned before you know may appear on pods at some point yeah definitely things, but yeah we do we bring this is the thing what this pod's about we there's probably challenges we set in the past that maybe we've done once enjoyed and not gone back to yeah but there are things that stick yeah like it's like the mindful coffees yeah things like that for me like movement uh mindfulness or meditation mm. you can call it and magnanimity about being thankful for the world is things like that work for me yeah they don't work for everyone but we'll yeah. suggest them won't we and we'll we'll keep going because that's what we want this pod to be about yeah um so anyway let's get on is it because we want to we want to dedicate the largest part of this pod to the subject we're going to talk about so let's, choo, let's move choo. on Okay, so um, we said, keeping with the traditional theme, the last traditional pod that we did was about the conflicts in Northern Ireland. Um, I've come to call it conflict naturally now rather than troubles off the back mm. of watching that documentary, which yeah. is interesting. I've had a few bits of feedback we'll touch on in, in, the, in the outro um, on that one. Um, but there was some tragic news um, back at the end of July um, that Sinead O'Connor, um, also known as Shuhada Sadakat, um, had, had passed away at her home in London which is where she was based um, and I think that came as a bit of a shock to many but as we go through this pod maybe it shouldn't have come as a shock as well but we'll mm. we, we, we will come on to that um, so I'll do a short intro just because it gives a bit of context to the life that Sinead had yeah. um, and probably why, why the content of her music was the way it was why her actions or what she stood for came from so um she was born at um, a nursing home, actually, um, in, in Dublin. She was named uh, Sinead after Sinead de Valera, who was the mother of the doctor who presided over the delivery. Oh. So I thought that was quite an interesting little touch. Um, Bernadette is a middle name in honour of St. Bernadette of Lourdes as well. So um, she was the third of five children. Um, her older brother is actually a novelist, uh, Joseph, Joseph O'Connor. 
Um, and her father's a structural engineer. He later turned to a barrister, a barrister. And funnily enough, he was a chairperson of the Divorce Action Group. Now, in Ireland, obviously, things like divorce, isn't it? Children out of wedlock, things like that, because of the, particularly at that time, um, and, and the, the heavily Catholic society that it was, um, would have probably been a little bit groundbreaking. So, um, yeah, I think for her, in her memoirs, um, which she released called Remembrance, which was came out in 2021. I really want to read that, firstly. Um, but what I have done is watch the documentary that was released around, around, mm-hmm. the, around the same time, which was sort of, I feel, uh, Sinead having the chance to tell her story. I do feel she wrote, she got the book out um, and she got the documentary out for people to hear her um, talk because she took a lot of scorn in her life for standing up for causes that she believed in. Um, also, as a, a youngster, which we maybe we'll have to touch on, but she did spend some time in the Magdalene laundries mm-hmm. in Ireland as well, which um, was for fallen women. I'm using the you know yeah. the, the the hyphens there. Um, that in the 18th century, that mainly referred to sex workers. But by the time it got to the 19th century, it was it was not women not pro- prostitutes at all. Um, it could have been women who just misbehaved. As I say, misbehaved, not me saying that. Just how how the church yeah. perceived it. Um, and there's a lot of stories about her mum leaving her like outside, made her sleep in the garden, and things like that. So she had a very troubled childhood. But what she did was she turned that into a, a creative life mm-hmm. um, of, of making some music that still people are finding today. So, like you said, we're probably going to go back to bits of theory, yeah. back to bits of, of story. But what stood out for you the first thing when you were doing <laughs> is, your research? It is things, sort of, where do we start? And I'd say go back to childhood first. Yeah. You know, I think sort of how a mum was with her, the fact, yeah, being locked out in the garden. Yeah inconsistency um and interestingly in nursery she won the prize for curling being able to curl up into the smallest ball oh did she which so you know you'd see it's always a good win but then if you think about it when children are scared or when people are scared they curl up into a very very tight ball yeah as if returning to the womb yeah that sort of thing so it's like safety almost isn't it yeah so it's like oh i wonder why she could do that yeah um and she you know she's open you know she like obviously I listened to a few podcasts everything's in the links and she was you know she's open about the fact there was physical physical sexual and emotional abuse yep. you know she experienced um with her mother around or aware I think I'll say I don't know how much is said yeah. around or aware but she doesn't hold any resentment towards her mother but she couldn't her mother took her own life so I will yeah. say actually in this podcast you know we're going to be touching on quite tricky stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. um and Sinead didn't get the chance to repair oh, okay. the relationship with the mum. Um, so that was when she was 19, her mum took her own yeah. life. And then there was a time where she had to have a hysterectomy. Mm. So Sinead O'Connor, mm. and this goes back to, I know I've mentioned before, body holding the score, body yeah. holding trauma. And she said it set her right back to that moment okay. of somebody going into the body, you know, touching the body, touching feminine area of the body, yeah. all the experiences. So the recovery wasn't just physical. It yeah. was the mental recovery for her, you know, yeah. and that sort of just shows the impact of stuff, you know, from a, literally from curling up into a ball all the way up to a hysterectomy is all holding that trauma that she experienced yeah. growing up and brought an element of the rebellion in. Yeah, for sure. You know, of the not wanting to look, what was it? It was something about not wanting to overly feminine or, see, be, that's it, being seen as a feminine commodity, which is why she shaved her head. That's right. 
you know, that sort of stuff. She sort of transcended, like, it is like if I look at the pictures of her on the the Lion and the Cobra's the first album, then I do not want what I haven't got, you know, where she's had the head shaved. You look here on the Lion and the Cobra one, and people mm. can look at this as we're talking. She's sort of screaming, but she yeah. looks scared. Yeah. Right, in the time. And I remember she talked about that front cover, how she felt uncomfortable, mm. which comes across. Um, on the second one, if you look at that, I don't know about you, mm. right, but that could be like a droid off Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah, she's absolutely strikingly beautiful yeah. right but the eyes are almost like they've had you can see it's, haunt, like, yeah, it's haunted these are, the eyes have seen something the eyes have seen and something and it's almost like looking at it you can't see the mouth no and there's no emotion it's just almost like a blank stare the mouth is like darkened yeah and her eyes are just like staring off into the distance like you said about the you know the, the shaving of the head mm. like I can't remember it's on the documentary I can't remember if it was Lizzo or someone like that no or Roisin Murphy or something like that turning around and saying like she stood up for almost like she she was like genderless mm. you know what I mean you yeah, can look yeah, yeah. at her like yeah. you know but as, as, as either mm. and also if you listen to her like in interviews you look at any clips of her talking very quietly spoken you know um, some of the interviews that were conducted with her right mm. were, were horrendous right okay. Because they go, why are you shaving your hair, Sinead? You know, and it's like, like um, there's a guy in in Ireland who's on the Late Show, mm. talking to her like as if she's just like a little girl, and then he goes to she goes to America and someone asks her and, he, and mm. she just flip. She's so good at this because she does it quietly. But she's like, why do you shave your hair? She's like the same reason I chose to wear red knickers today. Yeah, it's my choice. Yeah, pacifies it as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. Why are you even looking at this? Yeah, why 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 should that matter? Why does it matter? Like, yeah. you know, this is what I want to look like, you know, and and obviously that that Im- image carried her through. But I think like in the music then when you hear her voice mm. where she can go from whisperingly beautiful to ride up high yeah. uh, like, you know, where you I call this like sort of almost like beautiful screaming. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you know this is coming from a place of guttural from the gut. Yeah. Now we talk about authenticity. Yeah. There wouldn't have been many more people that were authentic because, mm. for her own detriment to her music career, she stuck by her guns. Now when she was pregnant, I think it was either the first or second album, they all wanted to do shots of her from head and above. Mm. And on the documentary, the photographer is on there. And said the mute the label because they wanted to have an abortion. They asked her to have an abortion. She said no. Don't be yeah. ridiculous. Asking someone who's been through that upbringing. To exactly. Have an abortion, like. So they were doing headshots for yeah. the thing, but then they shared photographs that her and Sinead had some fun after, mm. where it was like um, she's wearing a t-shirt with her, obviously a pregnant belly, and is saying like um, ban contraception or like it's just something yeah. like tongue in cheek or I can't remember exactly what it said. But um, I think going back to the, the Magdalene laundries as well is really interesting because she talked about how the older women who were staying there um, who were sort of potentially like losing their minds mm. and things like that were put to sleep up the in this one area and said, and if you'd been bad, they'd make you go and sleep up that room in the dark and all you'd hear is screaming women. Should, but she counts herself really lucky because there was a woman there who was really into music mm. and allowed her to go off and play her guitar and learn her music. So she sort of started to hone her craft in there. Not other women didn't have such a yeah. good time. And I think there was something like uh, not so long ago, they dug up um, yeah, 155 unmarked graves in 1993 of women were uncovered in the grounds of one of the laundries. Yeah. So there was a lot of sexual abuse. 
hiding torture. Hiding things that. away, let's be honest. What's that? It was hiding, hiding things away. Cover up. You no, know, it was covering up, covering things up. You know, there is a lot, you know, there's a lot coming up. You know, not just about faith, about other things, you know, about knowing like about the Catholic Church yeah. and things. Um I'd, you know, we're almost segueing yes. into religion, the impact yes. of religion yeah. on her. So um she was confirmed. Yeah. Uh, so that's a process sort of with Catholicism as well. Um and it's interesting sort of the impact religion had on her singing as well. Yeah. And the fact that she said what she did is she didn't take on like the materialism of faith, mm. of Christianity, um, but she took on the good of Catholicism. So what she saw was the positive elements of it she'd take on. Other stuff she's like, nope, I'm going to reject that. Mm. I'm just going to have this. She, you know, one thing being the Holy Spirit, but then also, which I find interesting, is she said that religion is the wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm. You know, and the concept of, and this is something which I've discussed, you know, discussed with other people about being religious and having faith. You know, yeah. What? How does it work? What's yeah. different? You know, because there's a lot you see in America. Religion is money making. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> the church I've been to in America, yeah. like it's money making. Yeah. It's a commodity. It's how people make money. It's the materialistic side. Yeah. You go to other places, like you know, for example, going to like a small Welsh chapel. It's very yeah. different. Very different experience. You know, there's less commodity of money and those sort of things there. But she did say, and so she used to experience the ghosts. She described it the ghosts of songs. So when mm. she'd hear hymns and things like that, she'd hear the ghosts of the songs. That's right. Know, the other elements of it. And for me, I was like, well, you know, obviously it's led into her um, saying she almost wants her performances to be like church, like oh, okay. church. Yeah, yeah. And different to Alex Turner, she wants people to sing along almost like a congregation yeah. sing along to her songs yep. you know her church not worshipping her but you know almost worshipping the music and what yeah, comes yeah. and there was one song which I was you know when I was listening to it kept standing out for me and it was the one with I don't know whether it's the title or the lyrics but thank you for hearing me yeah thank you says it says yeah, it says yeah, it yeah. says it says it says it says yeah. like, that's interesting I'm, yeah. I'm sure I know this I know this words and it's um, actually from John John 1141 right. thank you for hearing me so Again, it's linking into the anima of the church, but then if we go into the rebellious part, mm -hmm. she tore up in 1992 a photo of John Paul II she on did. TV. Yeah, it was coming out, wasn't it, that John Paul at his time before becoming the Pope mm -hmm. had, had had almost absolved, so a priest in America who'd end up becoming an archbishop or something like that, ended up mm. like um, basically being... Yeah. Oh, mum and dad are just dropping some. Oh, they're just dropping off, are they? Um, yeah, they, they're just off on holiday. No, okay. um, but he had—I I can't remember the ins and outs of it—but he'd helped someone who ended up becoming an archbishop mm. get off with a sexual abuse case. Okay. Yeah. So that she's a she's direct now. Yeah. When she went on there on Saturday Night Live, I think it was in America. Yeah, I think it, yeah, yeah. Now you think of John Lennon will be one of our upcoming ones mm. when he said the Beatles flippantly yeah. said, "Oh, the Beatles are probably bigger than Jesus at the moment." Mm. He was making the comment. He's probably right, you know, at that time in terms of popularity yeah, at yeah. that time, yeah. right, worldwide. Mm. But he didn't say it with any malice. This was a direct bang. She yeah. sang Bob Marley's "War" mm. a cappella. She had the candles on the um, in shot, so she sang yeah. "War," fight the real enemy. Sorry, ripped up the picture of the Pope, fight the real enemy straight into the TV camera, blew up the candles and walked off. Yeah. And if you watch the the um, thing, it's so powerful. Yeah. Her PA in America was like, said she walked into the restroom, she sat down, she was so pleased that she'd made mm. her point, 
And I just said, Sinead, I can't, I'm not going to be able to help you with the backlash of this. Yeah. And what happened to the Beatles after that, mm. it's exactly what happened to Sinead. The radio station started saying, you will not hear any Sinead O'Connor on this station. Yeah. Bring your records down. We're going to break them. Um, and this one guy said on there was like, uh, we're not going to send them back to her um, not broken because mm. she'll resell them again. We're going to break them and send them back to her. Um, she didn't care. Didn't stop her, did it? Didn't stop her. No. And I think as well, because another thing she had done in America mm. um, was refuse to have the American anthem played because they were in the Gulf War at the time. Yeah. Before she went out onto stage, she said, well, I'm not having that play live. Mm. It's my concert. Yeah. And then she's on a, that late show again in Ireland and she's going, I don't want the money. And she went, oh, you'd give all the money back, would you? You'd give it all back. Mm. And she's like, if they ask for the money back for me, I'll give them money. That's I, materialistic. I, I am not into this yeah. career shed for money. Yeah. And if you look at the plays and the sales and everything, even though all of her albums are critically acclaimed, mm. right? But they didn't shift the units they should have because the system can turn against, it can make sure yeah. you're not selling much shit. But because she didn't care, mm. no chip off her shoulder. No. What you said about the live show was interesting because I listened to her interview on the Blind Boy podcast as yeah. well. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and he was saying, because they talked a lot about her creative process in that, mm. um, but also about live shows. And she said, look, let's face it, you know, the way Spotify and that is now, we have to tour to make money. She mm. said, you know, that's where we make our money. But at the same time, that's where the fans get the authenticity. Yeah. I'm there with them. I'm yeah. going to give it my all. They want to hear loud guitars. They want to hear mm. drums. They want to sing. Mm. Like that's why I give them what they want. They want yeah. to hear the hits, and that's what I do. Yeah. You know, so um, like you said, it, that bringing that religious element in, because what she says, she's really, she talks about religion from mm. a, a perspective I never heard before. Mm. So she absolutely believes in the Holy Spirit. She said, I don't care whether you call it God, John. Jimmy, yeah. whatever she believes in the Holy Spirit. She was the first Irish female to be ordained. I yeah, think, I was going to say yes. Yeah, well. so yeah, she's yeah. an ordained vicar. Yeah, so she believes yeah. in it. Yeah, she believes in the messages of it. But he said it's like where people go. Is it to Jerusalem or something to shout at the what to pray to the wall? Yeah, the is it the Wailing Wall? The Wailing yeah, Wall. Wailing Wall in Jerusalem. Yeah. So what's happened is where religion's been commoditized, as mm -hmm. you said, is they've made you do that as yeah. opposed to directly link yourself to the universe and to God. Yeah, which you can do anywhere. Yeah. And that's that's the thing, you yeah. know, that's the concept of you know, church, yeah, that area. But also, um I found a lot of interviews people talk she kept using the phrase Rastafari as well. She did. So I guess there was an influence there, you know, obviously linking back to Bob. And you brought your learns from Rastafarianism, yeah. didn't you, into a recent part yeah. after we did the Bob Marley one. Yeah. Um she she really, really held as if she was connected to the Rastafaris. Mm. Which is funny because they had a big problem with the Catholic Church. The Catholic didn't Church, they? yeah, yeah. So I, there is there's some flat, you know, which I want to touch on. So she did release it was a video. I think I don't know social media, but I watched it on YouTube um, this year about her talking about her bereavement of her son. Yeah, um, Shane, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's it said that he took his own life mm -hmm. um, I believe it was dr like drugs out you know I'm not entirely yeah, yeah. sure though you know everything sort of in his upbringing um, but she was talking so much on there about don't keep things hidden don't yeah. hide away you know and it was very like, it was authentic you know I think she was just like holding the phone just talking into yeah, it just yeah. saying don't you know this is how I'm going through my grief you know and obviously you know we don't know what happened no you know so yeah, it's, it's just touching on that, you know, and it is, as always, encouragement. You know, she's encouraging people to talk out. It's like, just talk out, reach out, you know, go back to some of our other pods where we've Definitely. talked about it. 
Well, she interestingly said how to support. Yeah, she felt that like the Irish government, um, and if you listen to a lot of Blind Boys podcasts, he talks about this. Yeah, it, and it's the same in this country. You've touched mm. on it. The amount of budget that's allocated to mm-hmm. mental health care versus mm-hmm. physical health care, isn't it? Yeah. Um, when the two really are interlinked for a start, at times can yeah. be interlinked. Yeah. But also we do know we've got a rising problem with mental health issues. Mm-hmm. and But it could be solved if we just gave some resource to it. Yeah. You know, like you were talking, yeah. are you the only male drama therapist? I think, well, that I know of aware? in Wales, yeah. And that's crazy. Well, acting, working. Yeah. You know, there's some who yeah. advertise and they do bits and bobs. But yeah, you know, when it's... And like, like we, you know, I say to people, most, like, apart from my one place of work, I was the only bloke. Hmm. You know, it's just an interesting. Where yeah. we talk about like blokes talking, encouraging mm. blokes in. Mm. I think it's more than that. We need direct action. We need to see change. Mm-hmm. So her son fell down. It's funny when you see a picture of her son Shane. Like he chose to basically look like his mum. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. and he you know shaved his head, looked very, very similar. But she also used to go on Twitter, um, and I listened to Blind Boy's podcast after the news of her dying, mm. and he does a really, really great piece. He's yeah. really eloquent. I wish I could speak like him in, in times like this. But effectively, he talks about like when she would go on to Twitter when she was having a hard time. Mm. She was basically broadcasting the world, I'm struggling, yeah. I'm suicidal, mm. you know, and, and, and all of this. She used to, when she saw Miley Cyrus, remember when Miley Cyrus went through that period and people yeah. would say they thought she was going off the rails. Mm. It wasn't, you know, I'm not doing Wrecking Ball. All that is fine, like how you want to dress and what you want yeah. to do. But because the, there was drug influence. So she'd said something about Miley, like to Miley, like to guard, mm. like, guard yourself against not being used and all that. Yeah. And Miley Cyrus basically came out with the comment, oh, she's just a mad, mad old woman or something like that. But I think she was speaking from experience in part yeah. and saying you can be used. But I think it's, so when when I said earlier that the surprising news maybe shouldn't have been su- surprised, and that's what Blind Boy said, mm. we shouldn't have been surprised because she showed the warning signs. Yeah, you yeah. Know, who's there to pick up? She said, "I." He said, "I do wish she could see the outpouring of love." Yeah. She said, that's "From the some of the biggest names in the world." Yeah. But actually, the world failed her, didn't it? Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. Like, and I think that's what yeah, I don't know. People didn't what, notice. People didn't react. But then talking of people finding out I know I said to you like and I put the link in about watching Damien Rice finding out yeah you know Irish singer but he's again someone filmed obviously he was coming to the end of a set yeah and someone shouted something out about Sinead O'Connor he's an Irish singer he said oh what what, what, yeah. what do you say you he's know, abroad then, wasn't he yeah. yeah and you can see I've got you know the goose was cut. like yeah. you just see the reaction and then he's like well I haven't played this song before but I'm going to give it a go yeah you know, and, and just he didn't know the words he was getting the crowd to help yeah, him yeah getting the crowd to help him yeah you know, it was just powerful for me. Very I'm powerful. Really seeing that and just seeing the vulnerability of him. Yeah. You know, just literally finding out on stage unprepared. Yeah. I think, like, look, for me, she's had a real impact on me since she died. Mm-hmm. I've always been aware of some of her bigger hits, but I've been going through her albums. Yeah, 100%. So, like, yeah, like when you've sent stuff and, you know, the one I will say to people, if you can, again, link it back to an old podcast listen to all apologies yeah listen her version to of all apologies for me just blew me away and it's what i know you can like, like stuff on yeah spot, but that's what i instantly said yeah that's going on playlist for me yeah it's so powerful and haunting yeah and she did that after kurt died yeah that was her thing again i think just like just a couple of things that she did other things public enemy um 
refused to go to the Grammys when she was at the height of her fame. She loved hip hop music and reggae and all mm. of that. And the public enemy was standing up against the Grammys not recognizing hip hop as a category mm. at the time. Okay. So she went on because she was invited to perform and shaved the public enemy um, emblem in the side of her head. Yeah. She stood up and, and actually attended rallies in Ireland um, for abortion rights mm. and repealing the eighth, as they called it. And his interview with her going, abortion will be legalized in this country very soon. And it did. And she mm. took direct action. She used a platform. She spoke out as, again for the survivors and the people who died as a result of the Magdalene laundries. Um, she spoke out against Margaret Thatcher. You know, there's like one like like about you know the song directly basically says about Margaret Thatcher being responsible for the police killing yeah. black boys on mopeds. It's called Black Boys on Mopeds, um, I think. And um, I'm stretched on your grave. She she also sung songs. She lost. Um, a child as well I think it was through childbirth or, or miscarriage or something like that yeah. sang a song uh, sang I a think song. that might have been where that led to the hysterectomy I might be wrong yeah but yeah I think there was something around childbirth that led to yeah there was like um, as well there's or a song maybe called maybe a later date yeah we talked about she says on the podcast she hates dusk as a time of day because that's when her mum would she'd be outside and the only mm. light on would be the mum getting ready for bed in the bathroom and she'd yeah. be shouting say let me in and I remember once she said, I can deal with night or day, but when that sun started to go down, I was in the grass. But if you listen to Troy, the song Troy, she directly addresses that about sitting in the long grass mm. in, and trying to keep warm. That is such a haunting song. And Craig Charles, I was listening to Six Music on, I think it was a day or so after, day she died or day yeah, after, I was driving yeah. back from Reading. Um, and that's funny, I was in Reading doing mm. the, the challenge yeah. you set me the day before, and he played Troy. Mm. And I, I'd never heard it before, which is mad for me because it's such a good song. Um, well, in, yeah. go on when he said he normally gets someone to pick the last song and he said this time mm. I'm picking it was that, that yeah, re- yeah that's absolutely yeah. it he said, yeah. normally, he said but no one needs to pick one today because I'm picking it and he did yeah. like a little um, sort of a little tribute to her and, and I just like her ferocity and what she stood for you know after all the stuff she had in America she was invited to Bob Dylan's uh, concert mm. in Madison Square Garden I think it was Chris Christopherson brought her on mm-hmm. the stage and in America she was still divisive half the crowd were um, booing half the crowd were cheering yeah she was meant to sing with a band you can see her look on the band and she just shuts them down and she sings war again like she did on the thing yeah. where she shouts it and she says turn nice. this mic up yeah and she says on the you can watch I've got hairs on the back of my neck mm. you can watch it on the documentary right because she just stands in front of thousands of people yeah. and shouts it back at them and then walks off nice. Chris Christopherson gives her a big hug yeah. says don't because I think he says don't let the bastards get you down and she goes I'm mm. not done yeah you know so I'm sure Chris Christopherson's done something else, hasn't he, when someone was getting he? attacked on stage. I want to say at Woodstock. Maybe. He was, he was someone who came on and supported and Fair helped play. them. Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe one for us to look at. Yeah, I'm sure he did. But uh, yeah, look, I think well, it's too, there's yeah. too much, isn't there, to, yeah. to go she, she had so much, you know, of an impact. What I would say, like the captain always says, go in the links, but go into mm-hmm. the music. Yeah. When you finish listening to this pod, we've got a couple more bits we need to do, which we'll wrap up quite quickly. Mm get out there and just flick her music on and yeah. listen to the voice and then maybe you'll have another understanding because if you speak to your parents I'd be actually interested to set a challenge to listeners to go and speak to your parents about Sinead O'Connor yeah. and I bet we'd have a mixture of responses some would go she was a troublemaker I expect mm. some was going oh she was always up there to for, for the fame or whatever yeah. but just have a conversation yeah. listen to the news and then maybe bring some new perspectives back um, to people That's but awesome. anything you want to add on? No. happy with that? Yeah. yeah yeah cool
You might have missed that. Try again. Corner. Seagull. Corner. Seagull. Corner. Seagull. It's a corner seagull. Seagull. <laughs> right. Um, ah! <laughs> so just a little bit of lightness, I yes. guess. Um, so as we know, my father likes sending different facts, different things. He needs his own feature. He really does. So he sent me three photos from a magazine he's got. <laughs> yeah, that didn't sound right. Um, Dad, I must say, they're very blurry, so thanks for this. I've got to try and read them. They're just fun facts. I like history yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. So one is called Drink Responsibly. I don't know why we just send that to us to anyway. <laughs> um, to tackle what was seen as excessive consumption of alcohol, the French government of the 1950s launched its health sobriety campaign. Its posters recommended cutting down to no more than a litre of wine a day. Whoa! I mean... I, I we're not we drinking enough. Can we go back enough. to 50s French? Yeah, 50s French. 50s France? <laughs> that was a rubbish sentence. <laughs> Sorry, any teachers. Drink a litre of wine. <laughs> Should we set that as a challenge for ourselves? I think that's our every day. <laughs> the next one. Um, so, The Naked Gun. Ooh. I know. It's a different magazine, I think. Um, oh, this is really blurry. In an 1806 duel against the Earl of Barrymore, the MP Humphrey Howarth asked if he could strip to his underpants to prevent his wounds from being infected by his clothing. The Earl, not wishing to face a semi-naked man, withdrew. <laughs> There's so, so much I can say. I'm essentially, not gonna... if Ellis ever gets into a fight with anyone, he should be okay because he's normally in his he's, boxers. Yeah. Or so if you get into a fight with anyone, strip off. Basically, Ellis, you just need to wear boxers everywhere. <laughs> You'd be all right. Hope, I, hope, I mean, I hope people wear boxers. And then the last one, because he's a great... Uh, 68. The length in years, that's capitalised, that the longest bout of hiccups lasted. <laughs> Between 1922 and 1990, American Charles Osborne hiccuped an estimated 430 million times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine. Oh, oh the pain. Because even a short bout of hiccups does my head. Yeah, but imagine living with him. Oh, Oh, the pain in his throat, though, as well, like yeah. his chest, yeah. you know. Well, there we go. Seagull Corner. Next time, Des, we need more Des facts. <laughs> no, please, I can't take any more. The phone's overloaded. Make them blurrier next time. Cheers, <laughs> Charles. Thank you, Nora. Oh, it was Nora, was it? I think so. I just, I actually just did it as we were going, whereas I normally do it after, no. don't I? Yeah, and I did say do Nora. And then the pod. And then I just said, oh, just put a child in. <laughs> right. <laughs> Challenges. Challenges. Let's go. Let's move on. Um, yeah, so this is the point where if you guys want to have a go, please do. If you want to send any in, QE, not you, send enough. Um, send us challenges like, give us some we do after we do. should though to stick to our word and get at least the sea shanty done yeah it's written we just need to get and it and the Rusty Shackle song's written we just need to do it maybe we, we have to get it day. done by our 100th okay that gives us a bit of time yeah let's get commit. it done by our 100th yeah that's a joint challenge okay. Right, okay so my challenge for you yep because um, when this is released you're away yep so it's a family thing oh good Right. I was planning just to go to war Sorry, and Sarah not come back. Moore, he doesn't want to. Uh... Um, it's kind of a bit like a research. Mm. So researching as you're there. Just take five minutes and all of you sit somewhere and draw what you see. Ah, cool. So wherever you are, you know, it doesn't have to be ages. You know, it could yeah. be a morning thing. Like, what's your morning coffee? Just the three of you. Just 
know, what can you see? Just Brilliant. Draw. And we'll um, see who does the best. Nori in Cheerios. There we are. So they have to draw two, eh? The three yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah, cool, the three cool, of cool. you have a go. Like, just some, like five minute little activity to start the day. Sweet. Family thing, just draw and just see. If your parents want to do it whilst they're away as well. Cracking, I'd love to see my dad's let's see all your Let's see all your pictures, guys. Lovely class. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, for you, I've read the Rick Rubin, The Creative Act, A Way of Being uh, okay. book this week, which has actually really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing, he said for five minutes, I'm going to make it two minutes for you, just to make <laughs> it more, ma- no, just to make it more manageable. I want you to hit a pillow for two yep. minutes yep. and then I want you to fill two pages of your notebooks immediately after with what just comes to your mind. Okay. Sorted. He said five minutes. So then I was like, you'd be knackered. I mean, I'm like, oh, oh, thanks. But I tell you what then, you stick a timer on, you stop when you feel like stopping. Okay. And whatever minutes are on the clock. Two hours like, later, I'm still going. You'd have to write a novel. <laughs> <laughs> I've already got one of those done. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> Enjoyed that one. Mm. I hope we did a bit of justice. She's such a big character to try yeah. and break any of these people down yeah. into twenty odd minutes. Yeah. But please and share. Yeah. They and might share be sure they like share with us. You know, we, we put stuff in outros if, or Seagull Corner. If you want to talk about any of the recent ones or any of the older ones, like, yep. if anyone like you know is just dipping in and you know going back and listening to other yeah. ones, just let us know. You know yeah, because it would be send us a voice note and we'll play it. Yeah, like you know, if you've got reflect, you listen to a pod. Yeah, and it, it stokes a thought in your mind. Record a voice clip on your phone. Contact mm. us. We'll tell you how you can send it to yeah. us. Yeah, and which leads into um, a challenge I've got for almost everybody, everyone listening. <laughs> um, we're coming up to our hundredth episode. Yes, you know, which is yeah, it's fairly big, I think. I, I'm proud. It is. It's a. It's going to be fun. Unless we it's fall out massively on. before. <laughs> yeah, we'll finish on ninety nine. <laughs> ninety nine problems. Then we go off and do our own pods. Yeah. <laughs> This is number 100. No, mine's number 100. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's nice, you know, we get nice feedback, you know, and people talking, but it would be nice to share a few voice notes, yeah. you know, from the listeners, from the shipmates, um, just about our 100th, you know, and just yeah. about how you found it or just anything you want to share. Reflections on the pod. Yeah, just reflections. Why do you listen? What yeah, do you like you about know, the it? good, yeah. the bad, the yeah. ugly, you know, whatever. So, yeah, if you want to just send, like, short, voice clips um captain and cook pod at gmail.com yeah or message us on instagram and yep. you'll get one of our numbers hey. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> right you got one more thing but yeah uh guy uh taylor thanks for reaching out mate he shared on his instagram the other day um that he had a tattoo of bob marley bob marley's a big hero of his named awesome. his daughter Marley yeah. which is cool he had a Bob Marley tattooed and, and the other day but because of our pod yeah yeah and now he's going to have our faces on his back a bit like Steve had his own face on his back yeah it's going to be us um, too it's going to be us too um, in like the Looney Tune style I'm quite cheap with my hair mine so, okay, yeah, right, yeah. yeah you save money on the colour there <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, he just said that he loved the Bob Marley one to be awesome. fair he asked us early days he, about yeah, it yeah you've, you've mentioned um, Guy looking for that yeah um, and I also spoke to DJ Guy. We said Guy, Guy, mm. DJ Guy. I went to oh god, I didn't say. And the, um, went to see Al Don oh, Leisure, did, DJ yeah, recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, it was a great gig. And DJ Guy is quite famous in the Cardiff music scene in terms mm. of DJing. Um, we sat down talking to him, and he's got into the pod. 
he likes to go uh, running cycling a lot. Nice. So he said, perfect. He said, I'm always looking for a podcast. Yeah. And I think he's just started dipping into our most recent ones lately. Ah, oh, on, cool. on his right. Welcome so welcome aboard. aboard. Yeah. DJ Guy. Um, we're going to have a couple of different ones coming up now. Yeah. Uh, a couple of different pods. So keep your ears, eyes, whatever. Whatever posted. Yeah. Just get get ready. Your mind's eye. Yeah. Um, DJ Guy, so I've got to shout out. Mm-hmm. Bank Holiday August, he's playing at Paradise Garden. Nice. That's I, Cardiff, isn't it? That's Cardiff yeah. on City Road. Cracking, cracking venue. People get the chance to go there um, and do. But have we covered everything? Until then. Till next time. Ta-da from me. Ta-da from him.